Hello everyone, if there is anyone anyone out there, I'm struggling to see whether or not that intro just worked, it didn't just play on my screen, so you're going to need to help me out. If you're, if you're watching, then get in the comments and tell me whether or not you can hear me okay, or whether or not that's working, whether or not that just played you some music or an intro or anything, I don't know why, but I'm just having a few tech issues this side, so hopefully it'll resolve uh, imminently or that actually everything's fine. Um, uh, thanks, Sarah. She's let me know that she can hear okay. So I don't know what's going on there then. But yeah, just it's just made me log back into everything. So we're running a couple of minutes late. But anyway, we're here. Sounds like you can hear okay. You don't want to hear the blaring intro anyway, if that didn't work. I'm Jack Chew. This is Tune It Over. Mondays and now Thursdays, 12.30 to 1 o'clock. We discuss whatever's topical. And of course... Only one thing's topical right now. Fast approaching June. So everyone, everything is on. Only thing that's on people's minds on the tip of their tongue is Therapy Live, of course. And especially on the announcements of all the agendas and all the speakers and stuff. We've just uh, announced all the streams. And uh, so, yeah, chins are a wagon. And lots of people very interested in the fact that we have a stream called Hands-On Healthcare. And the reason for that, is because over the last few years, you will have noticed that we have been um, partnered with the school, which is the leading massage school in the country, and the ultimate place in which you want to educate yourself in contemporary hands-on care, contemporary therapeutic touch. And it is run by Anna Maria Mazzieri, who joins me today to discuss this stream that she has curated and put together because I think we needed to freshen up some of the construction. Um, I think that me and Jim, very rehab-centric, but sometimes we miss some of those advances in adjuncts and some of the more common modern arguments uh, for integrating sensible use of touch and other modalities. So um, Anna uh, has been involved in bringing this together and we've been blown away by its quality. So she's going to talk us through what she's got in store for us. And hopefully, at the click of a couple of buttons, join me today. Anna, you there? Hello. Good afternoon, everybody. Oh, can you hear me? So here's something wrong with my system then. Oh. Uh, Anna, if you can hear me, I can't hear you. Sorry I about that. I can hear you very well. Um, can people hear me? Right. So, guys, can you hear me? And... Could you hear Anna? Is it just my system that, that's playing up? Um, apologies. Anna? Oh, now everyone's saying that the, the intro worked okay. Large delay between you cutting in. Okay. Yeah, there's something wrong with my system then. Okay, right. Let me refresh this because if I can't hear Anna, that's no good if you can. Sarah said she could hear both. Right, let me refresh this then. There's something wrong with my system. Sorry about this, guys. Anna, give us a wave. Yeah. yeah, I can see you. Oh, can they... you hear me? I can hear you now, sorry. Oh, that. fantastic. Yeah. That would have been a tragedy, you not being able to hear me. Absolutely. And we only able to hear you. 
<laughs> How are you, mate? You okay? Yeah, very well. Thank you. Really excited. Really excited about um, Therapy Live this year. Yes, really absolutely. Yeah. Let's uh, well, start us off by, if you don't mind, talking mm. us through your relationship with Therapy Live generally, because I want to start from how we integrated, we had a stream not dissimilar to this in some ways when it first happened. Then we thought, actually, why don't we distribute some of that across the streams, which didn't wasn't as effective for our shared causes. And then that's why you sort of suggested this. So just talk me through that and the rationale for it. Yeah, um, both me and Becky, we felt that uh, from the, the second year with the Therapy Live, well, we've been involved from, from day one between being partners, sponsors, moderators and uh, avid mm. listeners. But we felt that from the second year that, uh, that manual therapy or the physical therapy streams or talks were too diluted across the other streams. And we felt that there was an opportunity missed to bring together uh, those uh, hands-on practitioners and clinicians to have those discussions in, 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 in one forum. So that's why both me and Becky, we really were very keen and very grateful that you took on the idea to bring everything into one stream. All those thinkers, researchers, clinicians, to discuss manual therapy in a, in a, let's say, I would say in a different way, actually. Okay. In a different way. Now, it was a fairly easy decision when you laid out the arguments, right? That's always the case. You've always got to bring, you've always got to bring your A game in justifying a, a new thing. And in this instance, it was sort of, you'd, you'd felt that the, the impact wasn't as significant the second time out for people who recognize themselves primarily as manual therapists, of which there are two key groups, one of which are massage therapists and associated hands-on sports therapists, that that is the majority of mainstay of what their patients come to expect of them and are paying for. And then there are others that are, say, physiotherapists, osteopaths, chiropractors, and others that have a more hands-on bent. And that's sort of something that's tied up in their identity and that's the sort of education that they see now that's where interestingly you felt that those people weren't necessarily they were represented across the streams but we didn't know where they would hang out they didn't know what absolutely. they would uh, I, absolutely 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 jack i we really totally felt that they were not engaged for their hands-on part of the practice. So that's why we wanted a stream to be the area, the place, the online space where we can have those discussions. And then just the cherry on the cake for me that just was fantastic when you announce the um, the, in -la, the live presence at in Bournemouth. Mm. What what up? Because part of the the aim of the stream was the bringing together these all the disciplines that uses manual therapy, and what better physical environment and place the AECC in Bournemouth, where they yeah. really are showing they are not only talking the talk, they're walking the walk. Where we need to be the head, the need to be in the head of the rehab. Um, section, they're really delivering what 
multidisciplinary and interdisciplinary care should be about. I am mm. so excited, so excited. And then, yeah. um, you know, it's all happening at the same time. Roger Kerry together with Steve Vojo, um, Kenneth Young and Vasileus, they are osteopath, chiropractors and um, physiotherapists. They also did... They, 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 they did a, a panel a few, few months ago and they are preparing a, a paper on uh, interdisciplinary collaboration for new ways of teaching and practicing manual therapy. And this is the absolute the right time. They are asking those thinkers, those clinicians, those researchers are starting asking the right question, for me, from my perspective. Yeah, no, that's, sometimes that's the thing. If it all comes together at the right time, then we've got to try and capitalise on that momentum. Correct. It's another reason why Correct. it was persuasive, really, is that, you know, we, we, um, we all know the historic sort of scepticism that physio matters and myself and everyone associated to us yourself included by the way that we all all we hold modalities and interventions to a high bar because we want them to clear it because we want to be honest and we want to integrate these things we want to be credible and so when when all those things come together that it helps uh, a momentum to actually then stand ahead of the nonsense that's out there that we all oppose. Um, and so that's where we want to make sure that we give it every opportunity. And so I think this stream does that. Just to answer Bernadette's question here then, so the AECC in Bournemouth is the Anglo-European Chiropractic College. It's now a university college that just goes by the acronym and doesn't necessarily unpack that because I think it's been around since the 50s or 60s and, and still carries that, that name. But yeah, AECC University College in Bournemouth, um, leading light, uh, MSK school of, of all stripes, really, but also then, you know, uh, found that they have a firm history um, as, a, as a manual therapy training place. And uh, really interesting that that's where we, we are on location for Therapy Live. So if you can join us in Bournemouth, you'll also then get to experience the, some more hands-on practical workshops. I'm just going to pull up the uh, stream here, yeah. Anna. So if you could talk, right, you've got to lean to your left. And I'll lean to my oh, right. Okay. Look, let's can, go over here. Can you see? Right? So we're, we're, I can. We're can you? It, right? Yeah, move can up a bit more. Move up a bit more. Uh, I want to see uh, all, all of you. That way. Yeah. Right. So you're going to talk it through, right? So, so talk okay. me through this stream. I am so excited about this stream, okay? So you need to stop me when uh, when when I go I get on a little bit too much. So first of all, this is not going to be an eco chamber. This is going to be a a stream where we will be discussing ideas, proposals, review papers, but also challenge the challenge manual therapy. So the George Esteves is representing his team. George Esteves and his team have released, uh, is an osteopath, first of all, and have released uh, um, they work, there are six papers in total in the last couple of years, and they all relate to touch and active inference. And the particular one that they're gonna be discussing about is touch and therapeutic alliance. So the importance of uh, using, uh, the importance of therapeutic alliance in, in uh, therapy and how touch can actually could be seen 
as a, uh, let's say, uh, try to find the right word, uh, can stimulate therapeutic alliance. Mm. So uh, within a, a model of active inference. So right. that's that yes, that is going to be quite um, that's gonna be quite interesting. They're doing some really, really good work. Uh, um, so this is gonna be quite not only neurocentric uh, explanation, but there is quite a lot of psychology-led uh, research behind it. Then we okay. have Paul Cocker, which is mm. um, uh, a, a, a senior or uh, a veteran of Therapy Life. Dear <laughs> um, uh, Paul, is going to Paul is going to present this time a talk on vestibular assessment for people in pain. So it's a, again very neurocentric approach from Paul. But some strategies that is uh, some strategies on how to improve um, pain or improve uh, or provide symptom modification through uh, vestibular assessment and vestibular strategy. Then and he'll be and he'll be on location in Bournemouth yes. as well. So it's going to so be, not be good, always location. very practical. Yeah, it's not going to be on your location, but actually it's going to be doing a workshops as well on top of the talk. Oh, brilliant. Great. Then, again, very excited. The next one is going to be the best one. It's me, Nancy <laughs> online. We're going to be talking about muscle energy techniques, which are some uh, techniques that we're very fond of to introduce movement into a usually static, uh, uh, usually static treatment like massage therapy and uh, the way we use MET and we're going to be looking a little bit at the evidence behind it and how can we integrate it and we're going to do a workshop and in this workshop this is going to be really interesting because the workshop is, is, is going to be shared between us and Rob Beaven who is a chiropractor again to show we really put together something quite interesting to show how we can how we can collaborate and how we should be collaborating, to be honest. Brilliant. No, sounds good. Then uh, we have Ovi. Ovi uh, Ovi's going to... Actually, Benoit gave me the idea for this talk uh, and recommended me to, to go to Ovi. It's going to be discussing about the use of shockwave but beyond tendinopathy. Right. Actually, there are some really good research coming. There are some research coming out there and uh, that the use of shockwave beyond the, the usual use for tendinopathy. So look forward to that. Because clinic, clinically, I've been hearing about its usage in like bodybuilders with DOMS and stuff that just want to go a bit sooner. Like I'm always a little bit skeptical or a lot skeptical of stuff like that, where you just think that, that I've heard that with ultrasound. I've heard people have been sold packages that is sort of recovery type stuff, even recovery massage. Obviously you've spoken about at length where it is a vulnerability in the industry that if you get your hands on or put a device on someone yeah. where the natural process of recovery is going to be very active. Like within that 48 hours, there's a like, why would their body not change for the positive? Means that you get that confounding factor. So yes. I know that Ovi will, uh, will definitely tease some of those things out and explain as to the what the control literature suggests. Because obviously Correct. that's the tell, isn't it? You've got you've got the you've got to have a decent control group to measure against. So I yeah. know that he'll uh, he'll be thorough in that regard. And that links really well what uh, Bernadette just said. She says she will be there being a session about placebo effect very important we're talking about hands-on uh, they're not going to be a specific session about 
a placebo uh, effect. However, I do expect Chad Cook, where he's going to be talking about the mechanisms associated with manual therapy, he will be yeah. discussing that because it's a big, big, and the same, the panel after with Roger Kerry, well, Roger Kerry is not going to be there on the day, but Steve Vogel, Kenneth Young and Basileus, they will be discussing that because, and, and, and a particular interest of mine, and there's going to be a question, um, there's going to be a question that I'm going to ask about that, the, not only placebo effects, but contextual effects, non-specific mm. effects, because we need to start differentiating those three. But also, yeah. but uh, one part of why we wanted to run this stream was also that do we should we start moving the discussion away from how does manual therapy um, has its effects or should we change the discussion to see or the question why people feels better after manual therapy Gotcha. And how can we foster that? So that for me is quite is quite important. Now, can you so, can you, I look oh. like I, on my screen? I've frozen. Can you see? Yeah, you've frozen for me I've too. Frozen, yes, but you can still you've hear frozen. me. Okay. Okay. Absolutely uh, loud and clear. That's fine. No, you carry you carry on. Then let me see if I can try and sort out my camera. And so then we have a panel. This panel is really exciting for me. Um, the panel with Steve Vogel, Kenneth Young, and Vasileus, who are. Uh, Steve is an osteopath, Kenneth is a chiropractor, and Basileus is a physiotherapist. And Roger Kerry should have been in the panel, but unfortunately he's away on the day, but he's going to be running another session for us. This okay. panel, it's, they're going to be presenting their work, which will come out hopefully soon this year, on a new way of practicing and teaching manual therapy. So there is their kind of a proposing... Uh, different ways how we can negotiate our education and provide uh, up-to-date knowledge and how actually can we do that in manual therapy education mm. so this is because it's challenging you know you lack well, specificity I, jack I, you know there is no specificity absolutely you can't it's funny because i've had a simultaneously obviously you're someone that i know you know and support his work as well but uzo has been in touch recently and he's been talking a lot about like how do we teach modern biomechanics and snc without firm foundations on movement now that we know that uh, the, you know normal's become a bit of a dirty word and normal and neutral used to be used synonymously and stuff and and then now with manual therapy it's like how do we teach it when we can't be as tissue specific as we used to be the implications of what we were doing with our hands has obviously matured and we've understood that better but then also there has been a bit of nihilism in some quarters that have meant that then people aren't laying their hands uh, and that the privilege of being able to lay your hands in healthcare is something that has been taken for granted by some and is a really important mode of communication. So how do we not only administer that, but how do we teach it and what does that look like? How can we develop an appropriate consensus that moves us away from the nonsense, but also doesn't then distance us from an important tool? Correct. And this is exactly the, the question that this panel is going to They try to answer. They're proposing something on the paper to answer these exact questions, you know, with a lack mm. of specificity in palpatory skills, with a lack of specificity in, in this case, manual therapy skills. How are we going to be teaching and, and what how can we differentiate then ourselves as 
practitioners. So this is going to be a very interesting discussion. For me, I've been doing it for several years now to, to, to teach uh, hands-on mm. uh, with the right narrative. Yeah. And, uh, and it is, uh, you know, it, you have to, it, it's a change in mindset. It's a completely mm. change in mindset. Yeah, absolutely. And it's and, and the the only way that we're going to be able to move people in this direction is to offer a sensible and compelling narrative that doesn't uh, seek to dismiss what has been known known effects, but also just helps to reconceptualize and, 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 and helps people feel like it's compatible with not just their views, but the system of care that they've been, you know, and, and, and helps them to come on this journey because it's quite exposing some of this stuff, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you end up having to, you know, it's not as, it's not as defeating as, as sometimes people think. And I think that this, this whole stream so far is it's liberating. It yes. It's not, it's, it's not defeating. It's liberating. It's ages ago. I think it was last year. You, you wrote a, a, a fabulous tweet and uh, it's about it's where we put it's, it's where we put the focus that is the problem we are just putting we yeah. always been putting the fo focus yeah. people laugh when i say the word the focus in a certain I do love particular that. I do love it when you say i was part. just about to, i was just about i was just I about know, to everybody say everybody loves about it i cannot do it any differently so i have to leave you out <laughs> And uh, yeah. of the particular part, but actually, it's just where we're putting it. We just need to start reintegrating, reintegrating what the the BPS is, and and touch onto that. Ben Cormack and um, Peter Stilwell and Joe Gibson, and uh, oh, there is another author which now I passed on to my mind, but they just released an amazing paper on. Uh, Mm -hmm. And we misunderstood the BPS model. So that, that I think that that really plays in what we're trying to, to showcase here. Shift the fo we just need to shift the focus away and to think what uh, it's important. To me, it's not what manual therapy does, but how people and why people get better. No. Oh, sorry. <laughs> now put um, Helena, Helena Bridge. Oh, fantastic. Oh, guys, if you don't follow Helena Bridge and the group of, uh, she has a group uh, uh, called Osteopathy for Progress in Headaches and Migraine, you must follow. Helena Bridge is doing amazing work with the colleagues uh, on uh, treatment on migraine, assessment treatment on migraine and red flags, because I don't know you guys, but it's, it's really difficult to to differentiate, we need to pick up those red flags. Really, yes, I definitely, I, I, I'm definitely looking forward to this session because I have, I haven't really, I think it's because I've, I've seen a few and few patients, although I was covering our friend Mark Reed recently, so I've seen a few patients last few weeks, which is you know, the, the poor things. I've been a bit rusty and uh, dusted that myself off, but I have seen less and less patients, therefore I've seen less and less headaches and and less different complex headache presentation stuff. But one of the things that I'm, I'm interested in is that whenever I'm
I encounter migraine in the literal and in the guidance and things, it always brings with it really interesting questions about mechanisms of effective intervention. So one of the first nice guidelines that intersected with MSK, the very first one was a low back pain. Then we had a headache one that then meant that there was there were quality studies in there suggesting that touch and even acupuncture were having interesting effects on people's nervous system, muscle tone, um, that would then, like, what is it about that that would have any difference, positive or negative, on something like migraine? It's because these things aren't, of course, disconnected. Now, um, in her in her game, um, the uh, osteopaths sometimes go way out there with regards to sort of um, cranial sacral therapies and other and other things that that, that of course are, are very very challenging to prove um, and also very um, sort of uh, questionable in many ways in terms of the mechanism being purported. But the actual literature has demonstrated interesting effects, both in terms of uh, assessment accuracy, as well as then helping those sorts of patients who, of course, have a really, it's a really disabling condition. And so something that if you think about bang for the book, what an opportunity it is for us to improve our skills in what is a very painful and disabling problem. Absolutely. And she will bring in quite, you will find quite a sensible uh, approach to, to the treatment, to to the assessment, especially, and, and recognizes when there are red flags. Mm, especially for Thank us, you. manual therapy, because often people, I don't know other massage therapists, but in massage therapy or soft tissue therapy, very often we get approached because of tension, headache. So mm. we need those screening, we need those screening skills and mm. the understanding of it. So I, and she's amazing. Her work, her work, her and her colleagues is amazing. And then, Good. We have uh, Diane Jacobs. I don't know. A finale. If... A finale. Yeah. So um, Diane has uh, uh, kind of as as created devised uh, an approach to manual therapy. We call, she called it dermoneuromodulation, but it's more of an explanation of how touch works through through the use of. Uh, through the influence of uh, mm. cutaneal nerves. But Diane mm. is going to be talking about that Diane's approach, uh, although some people might think it as a modality, it's not really. It is a, it's, it's not how you apply the, 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 the treatment. It's more about the concept around the, um, it's the concept around the treatment. So it's uh, it's very, um, it might sound very neurocentric, but actually it's uh, a, a treatment within a biopsychosocial framework that looks at the person in a, a shared decision-making and is just reconceptualizing, re reconceptualizing touch. Right. And so, and- I haven't, looked at, I haven't looked at it for a while, actually. It's been really interesting. Uh, interesting to see and also it's interesting how um i remember uh, often talking about when I, I heard some of her stuff before about how you know the, the importance of, of of kind touch on the periphery not just on the central system and, and she, she wasn't making overt distinctions saying that those things can coexist and stuff but i remember that and it's uh, something i haven't really engaged with for a while so i'd be interested to look now one of the things i've got now mate is when i remove this here you know it now looks like we're trying to avoid each other like, like we probably uh, are, Jack. Well, to be honest, to be honest, <laughs> hiding, hiding not... the other sides of the screens. Go on. 
Oh, yes, let's not forget that um, we have a couple of others in our stream, which they have to be put in other streams as well because there were too many people. Rob Beaven, our, again, another veteran of, of our uh, of Therapy Life and mm -hmm. is going to be um, presenting on a modern approach to lower back pain from a chiropractor's from a modern chiropractor's perspective. Yes, he'll be in the spinal stream with in that one, but stream. of course it's still, yep, still well within yeah. this theme. And Roger Carey is going to, because Roger is going to be away, I'm so gutted, so he's going to record complexity of manual therapy, uh, practice, uh, practice in a disposition, uh, oh, sorry, complexity in manual therapy practice, a dispositionalist approach. So do, you to, do, you to, do you want to try that again? <laughs> focus, focus. All this. Okay, let's start again. Okay, everybody stop. I will make it. Complexity in manual therapy practice. A disposition, a dispositionalistic approach. Brilliant. You did well with that. That's, Sorry, Roger. that's, a that's, Sorry, a, that's, Roger. A, that's definitely a toughie for sure. Let's we can only take one question because we're out of time. Sorry, we were slow late. That was my fault, tech fault. But uh, this is an interesting one from Bernadette that uh, is right up our, our street. Why do you think that manual therapy is not specifically offered on the NHS? And I don't think I've ever asked you that question. Great question. Bernadette. Yes, because uh, when the, the, the resources are very limited for NHS and those resources need to be allocated to where it's more cost effective. And I know that there has been a paper recently that say manual therapy is cost effective. I haven't looked at it um, consistently, I haven't looked at it properly, but manual therapy as for my, uh, as I understand it, is not as cost effective. And we don't want in the NHS uh, manual therapy to distract away from other uh, more active interventions. Mm. It's it's tricky. I think um, my, is that my, right? I do not know yet. Yeah, it's hard to know, isn't it? I, mm -hmm. My thoughts on it is that manual therapy as a form of pain relief. Let's just you know, be reductive for a second. Yes, it is interesting because it would we need to try and see how it would consistently outperform something like the pharmaceuticals, and that process especially pharmaceutical because what is it what what would it be instead of it wouldn't it be necessarily be instead of it could be a conduit to to rehab but specifically it would be it would be that it's do, being done so by because that used to exist there used to be sort of massage services and then in, in other places they have acupuncture services that are just for that for yep. pain relief um getting decommissioned in many places but, but this well, is, this sorry, is what this yeah, this, this is my point, Jack, that I do not see manual therapy as the intervention per se. I keep on saying I see it as the context in which the intervention takes place for some people. So I'd mm -hmm. argue that if there is manual therapy for certain individuals, they will be but there will be building a therapeutic, quicker building a therapeutic alliance. There is no research on it, but allow me that, you know, I would love it to be seen. Quicker building a therapeutic alliance. Therefore, could there be better adherence? Could there be better adherence to the exercise um, prescription? But would you say that I'm, I'm right in understanding from your point of view, 
you would therefore want the person that is then laying hands to have a suite of other skills and that then to disembody it from an MSK rehab service would be ineffective and, 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 and inefficient, really, in your view. It is. You cannot, you cannot isolate it. You cannot, mm. to me, in anything, to me, MSK care is MSK care. Mm. What we use to in our MSK care skill set, it's in the encounter, it's totally depending between what the evidence tells us, what the client's preferences and values are, and what our clinical expertise is. For mm. some people, and I am absolutely convinced of this, for some people, manual therapy is not where it should be. In fact, some people that they might want manual therapy, I don't think they should have it because of some of the yellow flags that might increase their dependencies on a passive mm. treatment. But for mm. some other individuals, there is the possibility. So it's up to the skill set of that musculoskeletal care practitioner. We need to reconceptualize what musculoskeletal care is. It's gotcha. not only an intervention, it's the education, it's the advice, it's the support, it's the intervention, it's the... Yeah, the, mm. that we have. Well, the lifestyle change that can be initiated from Correct. that change of mindset. Um, Danielle's made a really interesting point here. I would love the day to come where the NHS could suggest massage therapy to complement the NHS treatment. Now, I don't know. I'm, I'm reading that two ways because I, I kind of think I see what she means if there was like an overt suggestion, like a prescription type situation, like a social prescribing type thing. But that I can, you know, can make sense of that as a, as, a, as a thing that I've not heard of happening. But... I know full well, having not long ago worked in the NHS, that there will be appropriate suggestion made for massage therapy or other, other uh, anything you know, often coming out of my mouth even now. It's, it is, there's half a dozen things that if you know if you know can make you feel better in, in, in this way, then there's no harm in doing it. You can pursue that elsewhere. Um, so I imagine in some ways you could say that it is suggested uh, elsewhere when the resources are such that it can't be done, but it wouldn't be necessarily done formally. No, no, they cannot, it cannot be done formally anyway. There are so many, so many caveats through NHS services that cannot mm. be done formally. Mm. But what I was really disappointed at the chronic pain guidelines that came out 2021 in September and the ISRM, our association, was... Uh, part and yours as well. I think um, yours, Jack, as well. The MSK reform were part of the uh, consultation yeah. process. Is that they we put we proposed use of manual therapy, i.e., massage for for at least uh, uh, to be considered. They they didn't accept obviously our proposal, but they accept acupuncture despite the the review of the studies were all low qualities, the same low quality that massage therapy had. So I cannot understand why, you know, some low quality... Yeah, it's not, it's not consistent. That was, that was a missed, again, another missed opportunity. It's not for us. Yeah. We, we tried pro the proposal, but again, to bring in something that is, you know, we, we know that it has, has low qualities. So I didn't think that mm. it was very well balanced. No, exactly. We need that consistency, don't we? Or a better transparent explanation yeah. as to why stuff like that happens. But yeah. those arguments and more can be found on the hands-on hands yes. healthcare. I struggle to say that. And I struggle to say that 
Um, I need to focus. You need to focus. Um, I will be seeing you all, I hope, on the 25th of June uh, for Therapy Live. If you haven't got your yet, what are you doing? But yeah, if you, if you, um, go, if you want to uh, attend in person, then we have three on-location venues. And particularly for this stream, if this is your cup of tea, then you definitely want to get yourself to Bournemouth, in which Anna and team will look after you very well. I'm really looking forward to it. I can't be in Bournemouth. And I, now, you asked me on Twitter, you said, have you decided where you're going, Jack? And I told you. Now, you can tell me straight now. Was that because you were hoping I to that I avoided you? Or were you hoping for me to be there? Like, what was it? No. Let's be honest. Let's be it, fair. No, I just was so interested to know where you where you were. Uh, no, 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 absolutely. But when you said the set is coming down to us, we're yeah, like... you have a good party, won't you? I, um, I'll be honest, you know, me, me and you are always fun when we get together, but we'll just keep be chatting on, and I don't know, yeah. we won't get as much yeah. work done. So let, Jack, at least we get this, this way we won't distract each other. Thank you so much for your time. Appreciate everyone for their for their their uh, comments and questions. Um, really appreciate it. Bernadette's asked, is there a patient ticket? Um, tickets, we don't have a specific or separate patient ticket, Bernadette, but you send me a message. I mean, we just need all you'd need to, if you want to attend Bernadette, then we need to just cover your sort of food and, and, and venue costs, really, which is a £25 supplement to attend. So if you want to attend in person, Bernadette, then just let us know. Um, and, and from what I recall, you've contributed before to various different pieces of content we've done, Bernadette. So you can access Therapy Life for free as part of your premium membership. So if you want to attend, virtually then that's something you can do and, and you'll already have that in your in, in your membership Bernadette if you want to come in person to, to Bournemouth then we just need that supplement just to cover for cover our costs but otherwise hopefully see you there and see many of you many more of you there so thanks a lot Anna take care thank you and we'll speak Bye. soon mate take care Bye. Bye.